works better for me than using some things that other people like I know a lot of people get stuff from Pinterest which is fine I've I've used recipes from there before sometimes and they never work the right way <laughs> unless I fuck with them but I feel like if I just did something 100% that someone else made up it's not gonna work for me because I'm a different person yeah I, that or if it's something that you're gonna use that somebody else's it's really gotta speak to you it's got to be yeah. something that you're willing to memorize or, you know, utilize and take into your core. I enjoy, kind of when I was first doing this, Ellen Dugan's books are really straightforward and simple. They do have more of a, a Wiccan leaning to them, so I don't read her as much anymore, but she's also, uh, her in her books, they started to get longer and longer, sort of the rituals. But she's got some really good short ones that I used to use every day, all the time. The other one who's got some, whose short ones are awesome would be Silver Ravenwolf. I think or I've heard of so a lot of people before. don't she's kind of either you love her or you hate her just because she mixes everything oh see I she think I know how I would feel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's a what do you call it Bru, uh brukier the Pennsylvania Dutch witchcraft I can't remember how you say that word right now Bru there is a word for it it's I know what word you're talking about but my brain B-R-U-C-H- is like, oh. It's like E-I-R-I -I or something like that, Brukieri. So it's Pennsylvania Dutch, and it's got a lot of those, um, the like, you'll see them on quilts, the sort of designs that they do. It, the rings? Uh, so they'll be like a circle, but they'll have kind of shapes around, you know. The interlocking ring quilts. There's a word for that. I can't think of that word either. I Damn. am losing my mind. Uh. She'll have to be her own thing because she's got a lot i understand people being upset for her appropriating all sorts of stuff because she i think she lives in an area where she is close to excuse me many native americans and has worked with them so feels like she can teach that stuff because she is either part of it or has worked with those people and has permission and a lot of people don't like that but her she is really good at coming up with short spells that are just like mystical enough for you to sort of get that feeling that sometimes I feel works better than just straight intentions. It kind of depends on what you're doing. I enjoy her stuff when I get the inkling not to use my own is that I'll get like little yeah. tea lights from her. But um, she's also a really big fan of whisper chants, which I also like to use uh, if I'm really working on something hard. You're just sort of whispering the same thing, you know, your intention over and over and over the whole time you're doing the spell. Uh, I find that okay. to be very effective. One, for getting you in the headspace for your ritual. Assuming no one knocks on the door, tells you they're thirsty or hungry or needs your attention. If you can get into it, it's yeah. uh, a great tool to use. Like how affirmations work, like those affirmation tapes that just repeat. Kind of, yeah. The same, the same phrases to you. I feel like for the human brain especially, it just repetitive repetitiveness yep. sometimes really helps even if it's not like if it's just your everyday life it helps mm -hmm. that's why i, I, I prefer that. the short easy to repeat many times to get the point across to myself because sometimes i'm a little thick and i can't remember i mean i used to try to do those long spells but I, then i'd be like double checking every five seconds and then i'd read it wrong i get distracted and then i would just be so disheartened and feel like it wasn't going to work because i didn't get it all right so. Yeah, I feel like that that's probably why I haven't done really any spell. I do, like, intentions, and I do some energy stuff, kind of. I guess that's how I would explain it. I don't know. But I haven't ever actually done, like, a ritual because I'm just like, 
my brain is not going to like it if I fuck it up mm. at all. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to spend too much time obsessing about to, like, actually be in the right headspace for something very long. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why I like your candles, because you have those little things on the back. Yeah. That, like, if I just need to do a real quick thing, or, like, I use I use the self-care one when I take baths a lot. I'll just light it and, like, stare at the words. Actually, a lot of um, people, I've heard it's the good bath candle, so. It smells nice, it's mellow, you know, I'm in there and it's hot, and it's, like, I usually use a bath bomb, and it's just like, yay. But if I need to do something quick to get myself in a better headspace, like, the little quick thing you have on the back of your candles is super helpful to just kind of be like, this is why I'm doing this. Right. Real quick read. And get you into it. And I feel like if more people did stuff like that, it would be more accessible mm-hmm. to people like me who have insane amounts of anxiety. That's why it's, doing anything. I think it's <laughs> easier to come up with your own sort of small rituals. I think a bunch yeah. of small rituals um, over the course of your day or your week are going to be a lot more effective. But then again, there is a time and a place for that big, completely thought out and prepared ritual where you've got to you know take a shower first you've got to set everything up you've got to get everything out how you want it and then you start sometimes I think that is necessary it kind of depends on what you're doing but for the most part I save those for maybe once or twice a year because yeah I feel like I have no I just patience don't have time <laughs> I'm like I think about it now and I'm like do I have an hour where I could do a thing. Yeah. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I do not often have an hour, uh, even now, I'm sure eventually before we're done, someone will bust in here and be like, I'm hungry. Or, <laughs> so I'm surprised it hasn't no. happened yet. But I mean, candles, I think every all witches, I have not met a witch who doesn't use a candle. Yeah, I feel like even non-witchy people use candles for their own self-care rituals or sometimes, like, you clean your house and you light a candle because it smells nice and it, like, reinvigorates this space. So I feel like even if you're not intentionally being witchy or are a witchy person, like, everyone Loves can candles. benefit somehow mm-hmm. from them. Or incense or diffusing oils mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Smell is one of the first things I notice when I walk in somewhere. And, I, and yeah. In the cleaning business that I find myself making my career in, I get this complaint from customers a lot. It doesn't smell like they cleaned. But then when I walk through and I touch it, it's clean, but it doesn't smell like anything. And people associate yeah. the, either a bad smell or a lack of smell with not being clean and fresh. Yeah, because pine saw. Pine saw is the worst thing put... ever invented. Ever. It is. Do not use but it. But they have to put... They have to put those smells in. It's like gas. Gas doesn't actually smell like anything. The gasoline smell is added so that you know there's fucking gas. Yeah. And you don't light a fire. Yep. That's nothing to do with what we're talking about, though. <laughs> On topic. So, uh, oh. do you have a cauldron? No. Maybe a little baby one? I have a glass bowl that I melt. That's a cauldron. Soap in. Basically a cauldron. Because it's old Pyrex. Fun historical archaeology fact for you. If your Pyrex was made after 1980, it is not shockproof and you cannot go from the freezer to the oven without an explosion. Uh, I did know that. I've done it. (laughs) People don't know they changed it because of, um, EPA regulations. I have a old Pyrex dish that I put in boiling water Mm -hmm. to make soap. (laughs) That's basically a cauldron. I I mean, I feel like anything can be, but I don't officially, like, it lives. (laughs) I think anything that holds 
something else that you're using for any sort of ritual work is a cauldron. Your bathtub can be a cauldron. Your crockpot can be a cauldron. Your teacup could be a cauldron, I think. I feel like if I were going to buy a real cauldron, it better fucking be Kedwin's cauldron, <laughs> and it better magically refill itself with alcohol at any time that I want it to. <laughs> well, you tell me That's what store you find that I at. Want. If I find one, I'm not fucking telling anyone. <laughs> I'm just gonna be drunk off my ass all the time. I think that'll be my clue. Why is Cassie drunk at 10 a.m.? Oh, she must God, have found that cauldron. So, <laughs> so we've got candles, incense, wands. I have a I have a Harry Potter replica wand from Orlando. I have two, but I don't use them for anything other than look at my pretty wand, pretty Harry Potter stuff. <laughs> I used to have a wand that I found. My kids do that too. They'll find uh, magic wands and keep them for a couple days at a time and then they'll go put them back after they're done. They didn't get that from me. I keep mine forever. (laughs) But I also have one from uh, my friend Elle who runs that Etsy shop, Lunar Bliss Creations, I think is what it's called. Oh, okay. So she made me one and she also made me one of those like wand pens with the crystals in it for like writing. I use that for when I have to write down something like a petition to burn. So that pen stays on my altar also. The only thing you really use a wand for, I mean, you can use it as much or as little as you want because all it does is focus your energy to a point and sort of direct it. From my understanding, from the books that I've read and my own personal use, a lot of people will use that sort of cone method where you're gathering your energy and it sort of comes out like a big cone or a funnel out of your crown area or out of your hand depending on how you're doing it but you're sort of gathering it all and then putting it through the wand to focus towards a point so you can make your own wand or you can have it made or you can find a stick that you like and tape crystals to it or grass I mean you can really put it whatever you put on it is obviously excuse me supposed to go along with what your goals for magic are yeah okay but I don't think it's necessary Uh, I think it's a pretty piece to have on the altar in case you ever do decide to use it. But, I mean, you can make your own. You could buy one. You could not have one. Athames are sort of similar. I have one that is... I only use it for decoration because my husband gave it to me. He thought it was neat when we first got together. and So it just sits there. It's not sharp. That's how I know it's. That's what it's supposed to be for. But it's also not black-handled, which um, most Wiccans seem to lean towards a black-handled athame. I don't remember why, but that's also... It's the knife thing, right? Yes, that's what the athame yeah, okay. is, is the, the knife that's not sharp. And you don't use it for cutting herbs because well, most time they'll use a bowling for that. Or if you're like me, you'll use a spatula or just a knife or you'll just tear it up because I'm not fancy. But the athame, um, you can use it for directing energy. A lot of people will cast their circles with it and then they'll use the knife to, like if someone needs to leave the circle, they'll cut a hole. I don't do that. I but I, I also sorry. I'm trying not to laugh at that. It's not funny. It's serious to let people out if they have to leave the ritual for whatever reason or bring something into the sacred circle. But I actually don't cast circles before I do any spell work. Yeah, that's, that's not my thing either. But I, I also I don't. I feel like a terrible witch. I don't do elements really. Like they're cool to think about, but I'm just kind of like there are more than four. So my brain, wall. my brain does like elements are a periodic table, and I'm like. I feel like that's my main problem coming from the the science witch perspective that I have called myself into. It's like a lot of the stuff to me, I have to say this politely, it sounds like church. (laughs) That's the politest way I can say that. And I don't believe in any of it. So you don't have to. Yeah, I just I don't want to say like making it sound rude. (laughs) 
there are a lot of people who like that's their thing and that's cool. Uh, but it's I just like not using mine. the elements, the four or five, depending yeah. on. And I, for me, it's a grounding thing. Um, it's it's a really sense. good way for me to feel grounded. But I, I get that it totally doesn't work for everybody. So I think that that's okay. The other part of the athame would be uh, they'll use it for consecrating tools or places. They'll use it for banishing, whether it's they're calling spirits or demons or elements. Um, you can use it to send them back. You can use it for uh, banishing if you're like doing hexes or banishment or binding you can use it during those just cord like, cutting oh, okay well, so i can see that to me it that's just... a that is probably the only thing that i'll ever use mine for is for cord cutting or like cutting energetic ties symbolically i realize waving around this knife that's not sharp is not going to do anything necessarily but symbolically if i can show myself in a physical sense this is done that's yeah. you know like it makes everything makes sense it's just, like, I can't think of why I would own a knife that's not sharp. <laughs> I mean, you could make because it sharp. I own several knives because I'm an archaeologist, and I literally, like, I have a machete, essentially, because I have to cut my way through awful things. I think but, you like, should I use have... that in your witchcraft. You should have it's a too big. sacred it's, machete it's just sitting on size... your altar. No, it's the size of my desk. It feels like a waste of space <laughs> to have a knife that's not sharp. I think that makes I sense. Know. I don't know. I think that uh, kitchen witches might have a different use for if they use a ritual knife. I bet you there's a sharp. So I think it's kind of a personal yeah. preference. That's just towards it's more of a Wiccan thing. And so for me, I guess if you're like waving a thing around, you don't want your ceremonial knife to be sharp when you're flinging around people's faces, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or like just if you're a person who's not super well coordinated like myself. Like me, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're like swinging it around and like a kid busted in and you're like, oh! yeah, like I would 100% drop a sharp thing on my dog. Like, it would not, it would not be good. Um, that's why I don't use any lye in my soaps because I'm like, I will spill that shit and burn myself burn, yep. and everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to, I think we should change hard. it to ritual machete. I think that's going to be. Ritual machete? Yes, ritual machete. That'll be the new hashtag for this. I can't see my altar for here, so I can't see what else I have on there. But um, oh, I also see. have I have runes. I have never used those, but I really want to. My problem is like I can't find a set of accurate Occam rules. You might have to make your Occam. own Occam. Ogum. I probably will, but then I would have to get enough stones to make exactly enough. Uh, and too much. Or get a stick <laughs> with your machete, chop it into pieces, <laughs> and wood burn it on there. Yeah, no, seriously. Mine are little little I wood probably do that. little wood pieces that are penciled in and burned with like a gold paint. That'd be fun. Because I would want it to be either Gaelic Argum or Anglo Saxon. And like all of the ones that I see they're missing letters, and because I have studied those, I get angry that they're missing letters and I would never use it. So I would have to, probably have to make Sounds one. like you just gotta make your own. Do you just use like a little Dremel thing? Is that what people do? You can, or you could wood burn. You could even just paint. You could mm -hmm. do however you wanted. I mean, I, I don't use more than one at once. Normally I'll pull, like if I'm doing a reading for myself, I'll reach in and pull out one and just kind of yeah. go with the message. But I know there are some people who will dump the whole bag and read them all together or a handful of them. I am not skilled in that. It's just been something I've kind of been dabbling in because I enjoy the symbology. But Yeah, I like... I like Nordic runes. I feel like they just look really cool. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's how most of my tools and the rituals that I do and the intention setting that I do, it's all because it's like 
this looks right. <laughs> or, like, I got into tarot because I was like, I really want to do cards and stuff, but also, like, these are really fucking pretty, and I feel like I could do a thing with it, mm-hmm. you know? So if it's not visually appealing to me, I feel like I won't use it. I think that's true for most people. You know, I forgot yeah. I forgot when we were talking about uh, grimoires. So I had the one I used to write herbs in, and then I had one I would write my own spell work I did in. And then I had one that I would write every tarot reading I did for anyone or myself. Write the whole thing down in there. And that got a little tedious after a bit. And I yeah. I bought a really pretty handmade one from a shop online that I think is Elemental Curiosity Bird or Bird Curiosity. I have it on Instagram. I can't remember her full name. Um, she made these really pretty handmade Book of Shadows. And I had been waiting and waiting and waiting trying to figure out what I wanted to put in it. And I just now started filling it with all of my candle recipes. Oh, there you go. See, that's why I bought, I got these four little notebook inserts to go in my traveler's notebook thing. And one of them has a map on it because I'm into GIS. If you guys have never heard of that, called Geographic Information Systems. And so it's like a computer system that you can create maps, you can analyze social distributions. That's cool. Yeah, so I'm really into maps. The shop I got it from, I can't remember the name. I'll have to look it up and put it on Insta later. I had one that's a map and I started writing herbs that I use in it Mm -hmm. and like see where I'm using the most stuff and like where they grow naturally because that's a big thing for me is finding stuff that's local or responsibly sourced. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's another thing with tools though is like people get people get really mad about like man-made lab-made stones and that they're not real crystals and they don't give you real energy and I'm like actually they're probably better because no tiny African children (laughs) were murdered to get them. You're not literally drilling the earth out Right. Contributing to all kinds of problems because it's in a lab. But that's a common one I've seen. And like, I have some man made ones that are not natural fluorite and they work just fine. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I've noticed much of a difference. But I mean, crystals are not going to, in my opinion, alter your life that much. That too. So, crystals are not a huge, I mean, Crystals are not going to cure cancer. Crystals are not going to uh, relieve mental illness. But what they are useful, in my opinion, is one, as a touchstone to remind you. Like, you know, you've got a piece of citrine and you know that citrine is supposed to be good for uh, abundance and bringing in money and speaking and that kind of thing. So whenever you feel this, you're going to remember and it reminds you of those qualities. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's why it works so well for anxiety, too, because it's, like, almost like a worry stone kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, you have a tangible thing you can touch mm-hmm. and bring those things in. I'm gonna get real sciencey. Uh, they're made from the same literal atoms and element combinations in a lab and the same amount of pressure as they are mm-hmm. in the Earth's core. Actually, they're probably a more pure form of that because you don't have any inclusions mm-hmm. because there's, there's no rocks to include in them right um so in that kind of a sense like if that's the energy you're going for what's creating those energies is not the fact that it was in the ground it's what the stone is made of right and that's why it has those colors because of what it's made of Mm -hmm. or like heat and pressure so if you have one that's actually more of those things put together i would almost argue it could probably work better it's like that 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 martha stewart (laughs) meme or no was it martha stewart where they're like if you don't have your own uh, in a garden it's Ina Garden, yeah. uh, you don't, the barefoot Contessa lady. If you don't have your own uh, ener- uh, crystal energies, you know, lab-made energies are fine. I feel like, as we've talked 
about, and I think in both episodes so far, there's a lot of pressure and a lot of shaming that goes into really all aspects of human life, but especially this, I feel like, because it's been so stigmatized and, like, pushed to the edges Mm -hmm. for so long that now that it's trendy to be a witch, there's a lot of pushback, which is fair, because, I mean, some people are just doing it to be trendy, but also the fact that it's trendy makes it way more accessible to people like me who grew up in a place where if they tried to open a metaphysical shop, they would probably get run out of town Mm -hmm. permanently. As much as I love crystals, I feel like when it comes to energetic value, they actually have, to me, plants any sort of plants or herbs have much, much more of an impact uh, on me and my work than a crystal does. But does that mean I love crystals any less? No, I love crystals and you see them everywhere all over my house. I get super excited about rocks. So yeah, I mean, I just think they're cool. I get that I, in the context of my job, a rock is not that great because it doesn't tell me that much because I'm not trained in it. But for other people, it tells them a lot of things. But like, just as even a decoration thing to make your space feel homey homey or just an aesthetic that you're going for Mm -hmm. even if it's just a trendy aesthetic affects you you gotta set the mood I am kind of pulling this, I mean, that's how I feel, but uh, I just finished House Magic Mm -hmm. by Erica Feldman, and she has the house witch store in Salem, which is like witchy decorating. Um, And one of the points she was making in the book, too, was like, if you want to feel cozy, you get in your pajamas, and you get a bunch of blankets, and probably your favorite beverage, whether it's alcoholic or not, and your favorite comfort food or junk food, and you watch TV on your couch or in your bed with all of your pets and all of your shit, like, snuggly. Mm -hmm. But if you want to feel like... Like, witchy or more connected to things, you might fill your house with plant babies and rocks. Mm -hmm. Like, even if it's a trendy thing, it's going to affect you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the pushback kind of makes it seem like it doesn't. I just... Or assume... Use whatever you want, man. Yeah. Crystals are always going to be one of those topics people get real upset about, because there's so many businesses just set on crystals. Crystals and... A lot of people get mad that there are herb bundle for smoking. Oh, um, I don't know why. They have herbal bundle. cigarettes. I used to smoke them when I was 18. Yeah, no, it's like, I think people think it's an appropriation thing because you see the herb bundles, like the dried herb bundles for smoke cleansing in like those kits that I think Sephora wanted to make, which gave you like a crystal and a little bundle. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but they're not sourcing it responsibly. And it's like, well, it's probably not white sage because that's expensive. Right. Right. It's probably just garden sage that they get from a plant nursery, like most companies who make dried sage that you buy in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. And they don't call it a smudge stick on the box, but, like, people got really mad that they were going to do that. Or, like, people get mad that they have crystals at Target, Walmart, and, like, Home Goods, And I'm like, they have literally always been there. It's just now that you are aware of them as a thing, you notice it. Right. I think you get to slippery slope when you can start getting them from... I mean, but... Even buying them online, you have no idea where most of the crystals come from. It's very hard. Unless you are going to the site, uh, it's very hard to know exactly how those crystals are being dug out. If, you know, you don't know anything about whether or not people are being fairly treated. So it is, that is the shitty side of crystals that I wish wasn't. You know what they put on the website or you know what they put in the little Mm -hmm. Etsy description box, but you don't know if that's true. Right. And most of the people that sold it to them don't know either. Yeah. They've probably bought it from a wholesaler. That's why I'd really like to dig out more of my own. Um, I like to collect, like I'll always be looking when I walk along beaches and stuff, but there are places you can go dig your own amethysts and dig your own 
you know, whatever. Every state's That'd got really kind of cool. different stuff. I have a couple geology books, and I have one uh, specifically to Washington that I'm planning some of my summer backpacking trips to coincide with so I can look for crystal swamp out there because I'm nerdy. I need to get one of those for this state because I bet you they like have one. The Check it. A- Amazon. Oh, they'd have to. Yeah. There's so many mines in this state. This state was founded on gold. Exactly. Like, there has to be something. You'll, I'm sure you'll uh, be able to dig up something. That's a good idea, though. Like, if you're really that worried about where your crystal comes from, go find it yourself. Which is what I appreciate about one of my Instagram friends is she runs a shop called Crystals of Quartz, I think is what it's called. And she actually just opened up a brick and mortar for crystals. She sells crystals, but she would actually go dig. And I have a few pieces that she dug in New York, which I thought was super cool. You know, they're not, not all of them are as pretty and polished as lab quality, but they're really awesome specimens. And she is super knowledgeable about crystals. And I mean, I'm willing to guess that she would be probably know more about where each one came from that resides in her shop than most people do. She certainly knows more than me about them. Yeah, I feel like that's taking your business and your commitment to something like whatever witchy path you're on, like seriously, and using your own morals in your business. Like that's what, I feel like you do this with your candles too, but that's what I try to do with the soaps. Like I don't, if I'm using actual flowers or actual herbs in them, they're from somebody's garden or mine or Mm -hmm. like a shop that I know where they're getting them from Mm -hmm. like the honey soap i just put in the shop the base is made by a local beekeeper and he makes his own soap bases they also have goat's milk i haven't bought that yet so they make the soap bases themselves and then i can just melt it and do what i want with it perfect makes my life easier yeah but it also is supporting like the local economy Mm -hmm. and the local flora and fauna that the bees are using are going to thrive because the bees are pollinating them Mm -hmm. so it's like if you're if you're really that concerned about it there are ways to find things yeah, I think while crafting, foraging, and all that stuff yourself, if you can, it's great. Uh, I think the only other thing I had on my list was pendulums. Yeah, I have one. I use yours. I don't do the question thing with it mm. that people do, where you, like, let it swing. Mm-hmm. I just kind of use it as, like, extra Labradorite, because <laughs> I'm really into <laughs> that. And you put my favorite Tolkien quote ever on it. <laughs> I'm like, yay! Uh, I, use, I used to use mine more often when I was reading cards for people all the time. I don't use mine for defining the future because I don't think that's how they work. From my experience... From my experience and everything I've read about them and my own, you know, me using them, a pendulum is going to take cues from your subconscious and it's going to be like minute, you know, movements in your body that cue which way this thing swings. So I'll tell people when they pick up the ones, like they buy them from, you know, one of my markets, pick it up in your non-dominant hand and you say, okay, show me yes. And it'll swing one way and it'll say, show me no, it'll swing another way. And most people, if they can't get it to swing, I tell them it's probably not, not going to work for you because you got it. And most of the time your body will make, it just happens. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. I know that it's subconscious and it's your body's putting through these little reactions. It's you moving the pendulum. It's not a ghost. It's not angels. It's your body, but you're focusing all of your thoughts and you know on this one point and asking a question and it's going to be the things that you know so you can ask it a question and maybe you don't know that you know it but it's not going to tell you anything that you don't know somewhere deep down inside that's i mean pendulums are i i think it's more of like a narcissist i shouldn't say narcissistic that's the wrong word but it's definitely (laughs) it's definitely all about you so wait okay so do i have to make it sit still first yeah and then you tell it to show you yes it's not still yet. <laughs> I'm 
just gonna. I can't help you if you're not still. You might have better luck holding it like pincher finger style on the chain. So it kind of has the end part will dangle and you hold it a little bit down the chain. Yep. Nope. (laughs) It's just gonna keep swinging. I'll try it later when we're not on a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, that's all I got really. I can't remember what else is on my altar because where I'm sitting in the dark, I can't see it. I'm sure I'll remember as soon as we get off other things on there, but I mean, I think that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, we'll do like updates to things. So listeners, if you have a question, just let us know. (laughs) I also think we should, uh, I mean, I don't know how comfortable you are doing it, but I will definitely share a picture of my altar and some of the tools on it. And I would love to see other people's. I like to see the setups that other people use, even if it's not their main one. Yeah. We can share them. I have to clean up my bookcase a little bit. But, um, yeah, I can do that. If you want to share your things with us, you can tag us, like, our Instagram mm-hmm. or our Facebook, or use the hashtag P&M Podcast Alters. I'm writing that down for me. Yeah, I will write that down. And then uh, we'll share ours on our own and the podcast instas or whatever we do on Facebook. Comment with yours. You can tag us. You can do whatever we want to see. And do we decide what we're doing for the next one? I don't think so. <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, I guess we're gonna have to go back to the drawing board to figure out what the next episode find a is. List. We could do like deities and how people Ooh, talk to them. That might be a lot of episodes, but like we can do some basics. Sure. I like it. Sounds good. Till next time, <laughs> don't be a dick, eat your vegetables, and stay hydrated. Bye. Bye.